When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackmine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast today. Fully loaded show once again. The Pittsburgh Steelers offseason continues to not disappoint. It's been just constant headline after headline after headline. It's been it's been exciting. The schedule drops tomorrow. On top of that, a new position for Kendrick Green. Somebody has an idea. Ike Taylor has a word of advice for J.J. Watt. <clears throat> Excuse me. And maybe Chris Boswell isn't as safe as many believe him to be it has been a beautiful week here in the berg i just did engagement pictures last night let me tell you this or i ask uh how you how you're doing engagement pictures are they're fun they're cool there's music playing the whole time whatever mm-hmm. you feel like it's going to be the most awkward thing in the world it's not but every and i'm talking everybody that drives by you walks by you doesn't matter what honks yells say <laughs> congratulations you look phenomenal um, and i'm like ah oh, just stop man just Please just stop. Um, but yeah. yeah, it was a good time. So how you feel, my friend? So where, where'd you do them? We went, so we did some at the house. And then we, so we live in Highland Park, which is by the reservoir. And we went up there. There's like flowers and benches and stuff. So we did a couple up there. Then we did this like Beatles one where we're like walking across the street. That one. Okay. Excited about that one. Um, nice. Yeah, they came, they came out well. They came out well. If I were doing my engagement pictures, I would want to do it in the most private place possible. I don't want people looking at me when I'm making like a goofy pose or something like that. No, no. no. The first time we we did them at or we had a photographer at our engagement party and she she did photos for us there, which is, you know, super appreciative of it. Mm-hmm. But like we were taking photos as everybody was coming into the party and mm-hmm. Just, she's like yeah. yeah she's like looking to each other's eyes and you know and i'm just like i can't man my grandmother's <laughs> staring at me right now yeah. like this is so awkward um yeah that was uh, that was bad this one wasn't it was fine like maybe it's just because i didn't care you know what i mean i was just like well i'm in a full uh, like i had dress pants and a button-up down are on so like i was like people know like you know it's not like a tuesday afternoon and i'm just casually walking around the park in a suit yeah so they, you know everybody knew what was going on it wasn't it wasn't bad. And I also like, you know, all props to photographers because she was 100 yeah. percent. She's like, no, nah, everything's going to be fine and smiling and kiss yeah. it up. And I'm just like, all right, man, cool. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. She did ask if we were cool with PDA. I guess people aren't cool with PDA. Like I couldn't imagine oh, engagement yeah. pictures where you're just like. Yeah, where you stand like five feet apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I couldn't. I don't know. I don't know. I was just like, like, yeah, man. Do people not do that? Do people like so. awkward prom pictures from high school or something? That's what I thought we were taking. That's what yeah. I 
it was my anticipation, but it uh, it wasn't. It was a good time. It was it was fun. The cats tried to sneak their way into every single one of them. I'm surprised so, you didn't make them a part of this. We wanted to make them a part of everything, but uh, because at this point, I mean, everybody listening it knows that like I am cat central over here, unfortunately. But only one of them tried. The rest of them hid immediately. They were just like, nope, people are here. Not about it. We're out. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, you only got two hands, four cats. Right. Too many cats to hands. It's just not. Far it's not working. Cats. But it's yeah. it is. It's a beautiful week out in the burg. You know, as always. How you feeling, my friend? I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I don't know if you oh. watched any any NBA playoffs. Oh, I did night. watch that the game was, last night. That was actually one of the most infuriating things I've ever seen in my life. I was. Yeah. I watched it. Was my my roommate was there? Was like watching with me in our living room, and I kept looking. I kept yelling stuff, and he was looking over at me like. He, I, I was just, I was being a little obnoxious, but I, I felt like it was justified. That was, that was yeah. very irritating. So I, that, I did that. not. Yeah, it, it, it looked just awful. And the, and the worst part is, I think like you might be familiar with this, but the worst part about like a big loss is having to like talk about a big loss. Like you can't escape it on like Twitter or anything. Like you, you just hit no. over the head constantly with. So, yeah, but especially on, especially in the playoffs against. Yeah against i want to say like your biggest playoff opponent that you could yeah. that you could match up against yeah that's uh yeah. it was a rough one that was that was the worst game i've seen the celtics play in a while and i've been you know trying you know i try i try to support all my boys teams a little bit here mm. and there and the celtics when they come on i'll watch them but that was rough that was i turned it off at the end of the third quarter i was just like okay we're yeah you you probably spared yourself a lot of pain well i don't know if you, you yeah yeah i wasn't I, about it. I was more just like ah man i've said it probably about a dozen times eating dinner i was like man steven's gotta be pissed steven's <laughs> not enjoying this game i was yeah <laughs> i'm excited to talk football instead of basketball. yeah 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 let's talk some uh pittsburgh steelers football as i said the steel are the schedule drops tomorrow night 8 p.m i think that the biggest conversation is obviously the games but the biggest conversation to me and to you is the fact that the nfl has decided to make the schedule release a three-hour propaganda of just complete (laughs) nonsense like what are we doing here why do we need three hours to release a schedule just give us the games it's way easier that's all we care about anyways i do not care about the analysts talking about these games but it's here we are 24 hours away the steelers are set to play i mean some some pretty good opponents at home they'll play jordan love for the first time kyler murray and our boy donnie droon heading to pittsburgh at some point against the arizona cardinals trevor lawrence comes to town matt your boy mac jones if he's still starting comes to town whoever starts for san francisco comes to town and then derrick henry on his way to heinz field and then the steelers have a couple of west coast games you know opposite of last year where they were the least traveled team in the nfl They will now head west for at least three games and down south to Houston for one of them. You look at the schedule. What are your uh, I know we don't know the games yet, but what are your first? What are your thoughts? What are you hoping for? What is your expectations tomorrow night? Well, yeah, I'm first of all, I'm really excited about primarily that Jaguars game. I think Trevor Lawrence and Kenny Pickett, I believe they were the first quarterbacks taken in back to back drafts, right? Yes. 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 Lawrence and then and then Pickett was the year after him. I'm super interested in that game. I think that's two really up and coming teams. The Steelers were kind of inches away from being I guess the Jaguars won their division, but the Steelers were not like very far off from being what the Jaguars are now. Um, Yes. Like I think it's two like up and coming teams with young quarterbacks. I I'm really interested in that game. Um, 
I'm also looking at those West Coast games and those. I don't think outside of Seattle, uh, LA and Las Vegas are not very good, but that's a lot of that's a lot of West Coast travel. Um, and that could be that's a spot where you could see like a letdown game. Yes, very easily. Yeah. Yes, a letdown game is a big one. I, I was going to say because you look at the away schedule and they kind of lucked out, like. But Vegas hit or miss. I have higher hopes for Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I'm a Jimmy Garoppolo fan, but <laughs> at the same time, Josh McDaniels might be the worst head coach in football. So I don't know what my expectations could be there. LA is total rebuild. That team did it, did what they were supposed to do. Now it's got to start over, unfortunately. So that's another easy one. And then you go down to Houston. And I don't expect Houston to be good this year at all. Plus Indianapolis, Seattle, Seattle, you know, they are what they are, but I think the Steelers lucked out on these away games. Like I get it. It's some travel, but you just look at the grand scheme of things. And unless things work out and we could come back next week on Monday and talk about, oh, well, they have back to back to back West Coast games. And that would suck. But just looking at who they play, I mean, it, it's yeah. a lot easier of an away schedule than it is a home schedule, which is what you're looking for. Uh, there are rumors floating around that they're going to play Baltimore, either Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I'm sure there'll be that primetime spot, uh, especially after Lamar Jackson signs that contract. I mean, if you had to pick one, you know, would you rather if you're if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you obviously do not care at that point. Holidays are it is what it is for us. It's the same thing. Do you look at this? Would you look at this and go, man, that'd be a perfect Christmas Eve game, perfect Christmas Day game? Are you saying put them in the primetime spot on the 23rd and let's rock it like that? Primetime spot, personally, primetime spot on the 23rd. Yes. Selfishly, that is my ideal scenario. But, look, if you want eyeballs, I think that those are going to be really good games. Um, like we, I don't know, we talk about it a lot, but the Steelers are getting better. They're in position to compete right now. The fact that the Ravens are actually, they actually got Lamar back under contract, drafting Zay Flowers is kind of big, but, like, you're going to get, I, I think you're going to get a really great game. Yes. So to that end, I think if you want the most eyeballs on it, you got to do like Christmas Eve. Yeah. Or that'll be like what week 15 too, just about week 15, week 16. Yeah. So yeah, at that point, like you're hunting for the AFC North, you're hunting for, you know, yeah, there's, I think it's, I think really like it's almost a guarantee. Like even if they're not in a primetime spot, even if that rumor is just a rumor, like they're, they're going to be they're going to be flexed into a primetime spot like there's no way the NFL is going to look at this one and just be like so really anybody who watches the Pittsburgh Steelers has plans to travel on Christmas covers the Pittsburgh Steelers cancel your plans you're not doing anything yeah. for Christmas except for watching the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens I think that'll be a good one you know I, the Steelers like you look at this I'll bring the schedule back up but you 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 look you look at the schedule and I think the biggest thing here is that they don't have primetime games you know they have Baltimore they have Cincinnati that's it you know like they don't have maybe trevor lawrence trevor lawrence but even then that's like a low end we just talked about the giant or the the jets and the dolphins on the first ever black friday game boring headline yeah lawrence versus kenny yeah like you know you could make something out of that but again boring yeah. headline nothing super fancy there um wow i think what do you say here's some breaking news as we talk here right on the wow. pot According to Ben Benny Arthur, the Tennessee Titans could possibly release quarterback Malik Willis a year into their draft pick 
a guy that the Steelers were in on, a guy that the Steelers should have had, which, I mean, you know, not to change direction here, but, I mean, the st- you, we get, you look back at that, that's Anyone. the best decision. Yeah, that's the best decision the Steelers have made in a long, 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 long time, and we were way off, but I'm glad that we were. Yeah, I mean, God, the Titans are in such an awful spot. Awful like, spot. They might they might pick first overall next year. They are that bad. Like I think they are genuinely going to be that bad. I don't know what their future looks like. I don't know. They didn't even get a quarterback, playing. right? Or did they get Willis? I think Willis was their guy. I don't think they got a quarterback. Maybe they drafted a late one this year. Where did where did Will Levis go? Will Levis went to the. Oh like, God! I don't pay attention. That. Um, oh, the Titans. Will Levis, yeah, 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 the Titans. He's in the Titans. I had a feeling he went to Tennessee, so he well, might be there. I'm office. not very optimistic about that either. Like, no, 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 especially as a rookie, like, you're not going to turn that ship around. There's nobody to throw the football to. You know, your offensive line's a little weak. Derrick Henry, I mean, how long could could he just do it all? You have well, no defense whatsoever. Don't they want to trade him? Derek yeah, Henry? those are like the reports, but until a, a guy like that, like, if you wanted to trade him, you could trade him. You know, some everybody's calling about Derrick Henry. Nobody's yeah. not calling about Derrick Henry. If he wasn't good, yeah. But the fact that he's just like continuously just a dominant force in the NFL, you're like, yeah, somebody would have traded for him. I think you're calling about Derrick Henry, but I'm yeah. sure they're asking for like two firsts or something. And oh, that'd be ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah, but if you're the t- yeah, yeah. But I still think even that noise would get out. You know, that teams were calling about. Derek, you know, like you get calls. I mean, we, you know, the Steelers big headline that we're going to talk about is JJ Watt. And that's not even calls. Calls aren't being made. It's, it was a four second Twitter conversation that has now exploded into will JJ Watt ever suit up for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Like the noise would get out. the, The NFL doesn't just, you know, they're not going to sit there for three hours releasing a schedule and keep the Derek Henry noise. Yeah. To a minimum, you know? So I think that if people called, they'd, you know, They'd know, but I agree. I don't think the Titans have no hope. Malik Willis, that's a that's a rough one for Malik Willis. Let's ask this. Let's toss this one out there. If this if the if the Titans release Malik Willis, do the Pittsburgh Steelers pick him up? They loved him. Loved him. Like he was the guy. Right up until draft night, he was the guy. I had the article written. Like that was it. I was I I was so sold. I was like, this is the only guy I have to have prepped because this is the only guy they're gonna pick. It was he was their guy. They decided not to go. Do you pick him up if you're the Steelers? Uh, uh yeah, maybe. I guess like I don't, I don't think it can hurt, but I don't think he's going to contribute in any meaningful way. And I don't, I don't know. I'm not sold on his future. So no. I, I don't think you're any worse off riding with one of those undrafted guys that you over Malik they, Willis. Yeah, I mean, like what? Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to. You don't want to count a guy out after one year, but did Malik Willis show you anything that like inspired any kind of confidence? No, definitely not. But I think that was the thing coming in is like, you know, that was the, that was the argument is Kenny Pickett's the most pro ready, but Malik Willis has the most upside or whatever. I don't know if Malik Willis has the most upside and maybe, you know, raw, he, maybe he's ridiculously raw. Maybe he's way, way too raw. Maybe the fact that he went to Liberty, just you know we should have we should count that more you know moving forward is if this guy does not go to a big school maybe he can't play big competition but i don't know as a third as a third quarterback to get the guy that you potentially thought about as your first pick in the draft 
a year ago, your next franchise quarterback. It's not a bad move. Like that's a win-win for the Steelers. If they could somehow a year deep end up with Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis with Mitch Trubisky chilling there right in the middle. I mean, that's, that's like Madden. That's Madden. That's you don't, you don't do that in real life. That doesn't actually happen. Yeah, I, I suppose you're right. I just, sure. They can go nuts. They can get him. Yeah. That, that like, what's he going to be worth? Nothing. Nothing. Get, Vet yeah. minimum. And you Claim can just him cut him. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Cut him. Yeah. If he stinks, cut him. Get rid of him. You know, you don't have to give him any reps this summer. None. What's he can sit there as Chris Oladogan all summer long. Yeah. Or, you know, he becomes your next backup quarterback and you got an RG3 Kirk Cousins situation going on and you're feeling real, real good. Think about that. Think about that one. How far the quarterback situations have come at one point in our life we watched the washington commanders draft rg3 number two overall and then be able to come back in the second round and get kirk cousins who's been a starter for 12 years now and in today's draft you're like "Mm, there might not be any quarterbacks at all that are good (laughs) like that's Uh the last two years of our life that's crazy how much football is changing it's wild I remember yeah. every year growing up when I was a kid, there was always like at least two quarterbacks. People were like, this guy's generational. Like you got to, yep. you got to get him. And they were like, like the, there's a crazy, well, a lot of I them mean, stunk, but some yeah. of them, like you had the, you had the Matt Stafford's coming out. Like that was the, the biggest yeah. deal. Sam Bradford was another one. If he didn't get hurt every single season, the expectations for that guy were humongous. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously Kirk Cousins, Andrew Luck, like the, the yeah, list I mean, Luck- was Luck kind of panned out, but I, I remember one of the oh, most luck would have been ones. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Winston and Mariota. I was, yeah. Winston. Uh, I love Mariota. I love me Mariota. too. Me too. But that was, I think that was the change. That was the beginning of the end, you know, yeah. when them and then it went like Sam Darnold and those guys. And, and now we're here and now we're here. So huge news for uh, the Tennessee Titans and possibly the Pittsburgh Steelers. Rough news for Malik Willis. Hope everything works out for him. All right. We, we've talked schedule. Uh, we've talked quarterback news, I guess. Yeah. Uh, second second uh thing on the agenda we'll say vince vince williams has an idea for kendrick green tossed it on twitter yesterday he said i honestly do think kendrick green would be a ridiculously good fullback a bigger rosie nicks rosie nicks is a former pro bowler for the pittsburgh steelers you used to ask running backs in pittsburgh i, I remember asking james connor once like Rosie came back from an injury. I was like, hey, how excited are you to get Rosie back? And the smile on this guy's face was huge. He was like, I am so excited to have Rosie Nix back in the lineup. Um, Kendrick, I mean, that's what you know about him. You know he's super athletic. You know he's way too small to play offensive lineman in the NFL, and you know he's he's aggressive and he's mean. Yeah. Does it work? I mean, he's still 315 pounds, which true might be good to block with, but – I don't know. I feel like you got to be a little bit more athletic to be a fullback. He'd have to really change his body. And for a guy like that, like, are you going to completely give up on being an offensive lineman? Because, like, once you lose, once you drop to a weight that a fullback plays at, it's going to be pretty tough to get back to what an offensive lineman plays at. So, oh, yeah, it's over. You're not going back. Like, there's no way you're like, I weigh 240, and your body can't handle that. The right. dysmorphia would be crazy. Yeah, it, it would be nuts. So maybe I don't I feel I just feel like Kendrick would be a little like if you approach Kendrick with that idea, he would like 
slap you in the face or something. But like, be- okay, but if you approach Kendrick th- with that idea, or you say the other alternative is you get cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Like, um, I don't think he's got a shot at making the roster right now. I just don't. I don't look at him as a guy. I think you you give Spencer Anderson an opportunity over this guy at this point. You know, you keep Kevin Dotson if nobody calls about Kevin Dotson. But there's just too many names there for you to say Kendrick Green's going to stick around for another year. Maybe you put him on the practice squad. But if you could say, if you could go in, because you'd have to do it early enough. You know, like it'd have to be the beginning of the summer type situation. And you say, hey, Kendrick, you know, let's try a fullback. Let's see what happens. We don't have a fullback. All he's got to do is complete compete with Monty, the mullet pot bomb, who, you know, should already be on the roster. But he's not yet. He's got to prove himself. I mean, maybe, maybe he takes it. Like most offensive linemen lose weight anyways after their career. Nobody stays 330 pounds after retirement, at least most guys. Maybe, maybe that's what, maybe, maybe that's the career change. Year three, I feel like early enough to get it done. Still on a rookie contract. Maybe, maybe. I, I, that, that's just what leads me to believe that he is going to get. Like, do you think that, do you think there's a trade market for Kendrick Green? No. Really? No, none. None at all? Zero. Zero. Hmm. Like, absolutely zero. So, the way the NFL works is if you're a smaller offensive lineman, you move inside. You move the furthest inside you could get. And he's already too small to play guard, which means that you have to play center. And he stinks at playing center. And then he opened up about saying, I don't want to play center, which ruined any trade market that this guy had because the team would only look at him to play center. Nobody's going to trade for this guy and say, Let's get a 5'10 guard with shorter arms than, you know, anybody on our team and say, hey, come on, you know, we'll try to make you work. No, he's a former third round pick. Those guys fade out. You know, Zach Banner was a former fourth round pick, I believe, has starting experience, won over the hearts in, in Pittsburgh, lost a bunch of weight, was set to start, was literally set to start, suffered an ACL injury, is pretty much out of the league at this point. You know, I don't think that that draft pick really holds ground, you know, not we, not for not for linemen. Oh, like you mean like, oh, we drafted this guy pretty early. Like we got. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that would be the only thing like is is the fact that teams would look at him and say, well, he's a former third round pick. So there had to be something there. I don't think that holds that ground anymore. Mm-hmm. Just don't. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think. This just. I'm disappointing for him, you know, like for that to be, he's considering that at all. Um, Yeah. Like I, I completely agree. He is slim to none chance at making the roster and yeah, I guess, I guess you should consider it if you just want to play. Um, So all I got to do is get on the field. Could you imagine Kendrick green run down on some special teams playing fullback, trying to make some tackles, just bumping people. I mean, it would work. The dude would be so out of shape though would be yeah. so it would have to take a full year like you'd have to put him on the practice squad and say totally change your body yeah to be a fullback and that's the like well also for like play fullback for the Steelers like Steelers if Kendrick Green does this they have three fullbacks which I feel like is too too many yes yes no well, two if fullbacks well if you're Connor Hayward theory oh I was true three as, fullbacks that's a lot of fullbacks that's a lot for a team that does not use a fullback yeah for that's a team that a does not for a team that does not run the triple option, that's that's a couple too many. Yeah, fullbacks. or I formation or anything. Like there's yeah. never a full. The only time Derek Derek Watt entered the football game was when you knew he was going to run the football <laughs> for one yard. That's the only time that he was on in an offensive snap. 
or huddle. Yeah, I agree with that one. Maybe. I don't know. I think you toss him. I if I'm if I'm Mike Tomlin and I'm Matt Canada, Kendrick Green's not making the roster unless he comes out here and impresses. When he doesn't make the roster and you put him on the practice squad, I'm looking at him and saying, Look at dude, we're gonna test you at a bunch of different spots. We're gonna see what works for you. If if something works, cool. If nothing works, you're gone. You know, mm-hmm. sorry, but try. I would say at least at least try. This is like the the cut year. Like you gotta remember Buddy Johnson lasted only two years. Um, that was like, you know, and he was a fourth round pick, I believe, with a ton of upside at inside linebacker, was supposed to be like that next versatile inside linebacker. Didn't work out. Like the leash is short with guys mm-hmm. that just don't get it. And I just don't I don't know how much ground Ke- Kendrick's got left before, you know, they just they just boot him out of here. Yeah. Um last or another, I should say, former player talking about a potential current Pittsburgh Steeler. Ike Taylor said on the Believe on Steelers podcast the other day, he just gave J.J. Watt a little warning, as we've talked about J.J. Watt, I mean, probably a dozen times at this point on this podcast, but the latest is him setting up a meeting with Mike Tomlin. Ike just said straight up, hey, TJ, or hey, J.J., you might get that phone call throughout the year, so go on and stay in shape, just in case. Then he gave a little pitch. He said, uh, picture the two Watt brothers on both ends and the stick coming off the edge. JJ, JJ, a future Hall of Famer, put your helmet on alongside your brother, TJ, trying to make a playoff push. I'm just saying. Uh, and, you know, to me, it I, it just kind of feels like the JJ Watt thing's picking up a little steam here. Feels like, you know, maybe a conversation that wasn't a conversation. Maybe it is a conversation now. I we're making it a conversation. I mean, Ike Taylor is making it a conversation. I think the funniest thing about this is the implication that like JJ sitting by the phone waiting for a call from Mike Tom. And he's like, Oh, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Yeah. I want to get back in. And I think the Steelers would have to do some recruiting to, to get this done. But yeah, hey, no, that's that just recruiting is JJ did his own recruiting there. Let's be honest. That's let's true. be honest. Yeah, but let's okay. So let's, I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't think JJ has any intentions right now of coming back to the NFL. But at the same time, you know for a fact that that first year out of the league, there's no way you're sitting around going, I am totally fine yeah. not playing football. Especially a guy like JJ Watt. Like the dude was a monster. He had 12 sacks his final year in the league. Like he's still got gas left in the tank. Plenty of it. Future Hall of Famer, one of the greatest defensive ends to ever play the game. You're telling me week 15 rolls around, 14 rolls around. The Pittsburgh Steelers are whatever you know what would week week 14 you know you're you're nine and two you know heading into the playoffs kenny pickett's looking so good this defense is dominant tj's having a great year and mike tomlin who you have already talked to a number of times and you came to visit the facility during the summer because i imagine he shows up during training camp that would probably be the easiest part Mm -hmm. time for him to just show up and not get in the way anything You've already had that meeting. Mike T calls you up and just says, hey, JJ, look at man. I just want to brush the water here. I just I just want to see how you're feeling. If you, you know, if there's any thoughts of maybe coming in here, making a little playoff push, you're telling me a guy who doesn't have a Super Bowl ring, who has the opportunity, who gets the phone call from the most legendary, I mean, outside of Bill Belichick, but I still think Mike Tomlin holds more ground than Bill when it comes to like getting players to come to play for him. You know, like I think Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. But I think if Mike Tomlin calls you or if Bill Belichick calls you, you're very much so more interested in Mike Tomlin because of just, you know, who he is as a person compared to Bill. Um, but Mike Tomlin calls you and 
your brother is on the team and you get now get an opportunity to go make a playoff push on a team with the Super Bowl window with your brother. Like you're telling me, you're telling me that that com- you're not at least having the conversation. No, no, no. I I think you I think you are and I think those feelings, I think you you made a good point that that first year after you retire, your feelings like you probably get more content with retirement the longer you're in it. Yes. Um so I do think those thoughts are swirling in JJ's head. I'll just I'll believe it when I see it. Like I Yeah, obviously, obviously. Um but yeah, no, that's Week fifteen, you know, week fourteen. Just you think it's like mid season? He doesn't like. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think if you're coming back, you're coming back. You know what I mean? You're gonna enjoy retirement. You're gonna enjoy some football because because it's easy to say no when there's no football on the television after fourteen weeks of watching this and watching this and watch and you know you know what cha- what team he's watching. You know what team he's watching every single Sunday. It's not the Houston Texans. It's not the Arizona Cardinals. It's T.J. Watt and the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's the only game he has on every single Sunday. You're telling me you get that phone? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I got chills talking about it right now. As, you know, if, just being on the phone, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's an immediate yes. I don't. But I think that if it happened late in the season and the Steelers were in the right situation, I have a hard time saying it wouldn't happen. I don't have as hard a time, but I'm a little bit more convinced now. <laughs> I, um, I'll give you that. I think I think it's there. I think it's look at it, it's it's a long ways away, a hundred percent, and a lot of things got to go right, and some things got to go wrong. But I just you know I don't I don't know. I think it's <laughs> I think it's much so more alive than it is dead, and uh, you know a little. There was a lot of people that. I was very nervous when this first, when the Mike Tomlin, JJ Watt news hit the scene and you know what I mean? People got it. You got to put that story out. Obviously it's huge news. Fans want to hear it. A lot of fans aren't on Twitter. So you got to spread the love to everybody else. And I was very nervous that a lot of fans were going to be like, and a lot of people were going to be like, this is ridiculous. This is, this is nonsense. This is fake news. The reaction was very, very promising. The reaction was very, we should we should continue to pursue this, and it is only seemingly caught a little bit more fire. So, people are so bored. People are so bored, but it's the <laughs> biggest name in the free agency market who's retired. And I'm just telling you, man, it's it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Not dead on it yet, but there's a long summer ahead of us. So, we'll see. Maybe Nick maybe Nick Herbig is like the next greatest outside linebacker to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we don't got to talk about any of this. But <laughs> I still think if that's the case, you know. You know, the bye week, TJ always goes and hangs out with JJ on the bye week. Well, well, we'll, we can, then next week we can pinpoint after we know the dates and everything. Yes. When it is. Yeah. Could you imagine if the NFL gave him like a week 14 bye week? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Week Um, four, right in the middle of December. Hey bud, four weeks. You need two weeks to warm up. You're only playing two regular season games and then you got the playoffs. Just come dominate the playoffs. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, and he would play like what 10, 15 snaps, just yeah, 25 snaps a game max, you know, probably more in the playoffs. You're probably, you're probably getting in there a little bit more in the playoffs. You're probably, you know, you, Larry Ogunjobi, you're playing everything. I just, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Firepower. They're all about firepower, and there's no better firepower than JJ Watt, I believe. All right, next thing I want to talk about. So Bob Labriola of Steelers.com actually tossed out a very uh, interesting take on Chris Boswell and the kicking competition, saying that for the first time in a long time, there might actually 
be a kicking competition in Pittsburgh. Uh, Boswell, who just got paid last year, he was the second big contract under Omar Khan, his second big contract of his career as well, comes in here, Labs writes, finally, as I see Chris Boswell as being more vulnerable than at any time to this point in his Steelers career. He's 32 years old, and over the last three seasons, he has missed eight games because of injury. In 2022, Boswell missed eight field goal attempts of a percentage of 71.4, which was the second lowest of his career and his lowest since 2018. He also says, I'm not predicting Boswell is going to continue to backslide either from a health or performance standpoint, but I disagree with the assessment of the situation as a waste of time because the outcome is already assured. So that that goes to a comment, a question asked by a fan saying that uh, BT Potter out of Clemson, an, un, an unsigned free agent or an undrafted free agent, is just like, why are we signing this guy? There's no point in having him. We talked about how the Steelers always bring in an extra kicker, whether Boswell's in a competition or not, because you don't want Boswell kicking all those kicks and free are in the preseason and everything. Sean Sweezum, you know, literally ended his career because he kicked a field goal in the Hall of Fame game, broke his leg. That was the end of it. Um, yeah, it was awful. Like, you never mm-hmm. want to see that, um, yeah. especially a guy that you paid. But at the same time, Chris Boswell did didn't have a great season last year, did miss a couple of games. This is the second time in the last five years that he's had bad seasons, both of them coming the year after he signed a major contract. Do you think maybe he's right? Maybe the competition is a little bit there and the Steelers could look at this guy as, you know, maybe we've pushed the limits with Boz. Maybe we've maybe maybe he's, you know, a little bit more of a risk these days than he used to be. I I think competition is good. I think it's harmless. Um, I don't think that like the idea that bringing in a backup kicker is pointless. I don't really agree with that either. Like whether the competition is open or not, but yeah, all those points are well taken. Like Boswell is not automatic. Like he used to be. I feel like eventually, I feel like even if there is competition, Boswell is going to win it out, Mm -hmm. but this is good. This is healthy. Like, yeah, like those you can't argue with the numbers. Like Chris is not who he used to be. So you respond with like by applying some pressure. Like that's what that's what teams do. Um and I think it's not completely unfair for this to be like it isn't oh Boswell had a rough e- like a rough year and you're undermining him after you know, you're taking the taking his legs out from under him after one bad year there's a little bit of a pattern here and there's a little bit of like some signs of regression. So you have to cover your bases and you have to do everything, do your due diligence and all that stuff. And you can't just kind of hand something like that to him. They wouldn't do that at any other position and yep. kickers no different. Yep. I agree. And, and the thing is, is after Boswell signed. So the last time he signed a big deal, he came into the season it was 2018. He made only 65% of his field goals. The three years after that, 93.5%, 90%, and then 90% before he went down to 71% last year, which again, he signed a big deal. So like you look at it two ways. You look at it like how many times do we hand this guy a boatload of money and then it comes back to bite us in the butt. And on top of that, you know, like maybe you just deal with the one bad year and realize once again, we have one of the best kickers in football. Because when Boz is on, and Boz is having a good year. He's like the third or fourth best kicker in football. But when he's off, he's he's off. Really like off. he's one yeah. of the yeah, he's one of the worst kickers in football. And you just you just can't have that. So how many times? It's really a question of how many times you do it. Potter comes in here. He's uh, I believe he hit what seventy five percent of his field goals in college. Which 
I mean, really not super great either. 99% of his extra points, which, yeah, definitely cool. But, I mean, you look at it, last year he hit 20 to 26. The year before that, 21 to 26, 18 to 23, 13 to 21. Like, you know, he started off, he, he, he didn't really start off great. He hits his extra points. Cool. Anybody could do that. Man, well, I don't know. Yeah. In I don't college, know if he's like the name. In college, they're from the three yard line. Like, he's yeah, not so it's, you don't even know. You don't yeah. even know what this guy's going to do. So I don't, you know, like I, as much as I want to say, like, yeah, maybe there is a, that, that is a vulnerable position. I don't know if I believe that there's an actual competition going on. Yeah, that's another one. Like, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I guess we'll, we'll get to watch him. Like, I assume Potter's going to be there for some preseason action. Yeah. Like, we'll get to see him then. Um, but, yeah, uh, like, I'll believe it when I see it. If he kicks real well in the preseason, maybe you open up the idea a little bit more. But, um, yeah, like, Boswell should hope there's no competition. Like, he's good enough yes. where, like, he should be a little, not embarrassed, but, uh, I, I, the I, the introduction of a competition sh- should worry you, you know? Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Like you don't want to, you know, especially a kicker, like kickers aren't, you know, they're not the rest of the league. Like you, you get a team, you prove that you're really good on that team. You stay with that team until you retire, you know, mm-hmm. nice and simple. Don't got to move. Don't got to uplift your family. Don't got to readjust to anything to do it at 32 years old. You still got career left ahead of you. You're definitely going to get signed somewhere else. Like, yeah, you don't want that. Nobody wants that. But I agree. I, I think that I think it's Boz's to lose, not Potter's to win. Yes. It's going to be tough. Like, but I could see, you know, in, in years past, like Boswell wouldn't kick at all for days at a time during training camp. Yeah. I could see that making a change this year where maybe they, they really do push him a little bit. Mm. See what he's got. All right. Last thing I want to talk about is the Pittsburgh Steelers giving given literally zero opportunity to win the AFC North, the Caesar sports book put out their latest odds on the division. The Bengals are obviously in first place with plus plus one twenty odds followed by the Ravens at plus two seventy five. Then the Browns at three sixty, and the Steelers all the way down at plus five fifty to win the AFC North. I mean, it's hard to argue the Bengals until the Bengals lose. You kind of expect them to be the winners. The Ravens, they got some hype going on because of, because of Baltimore, the Browns, at what yeah. point do we start realistically looking at the Cleveland Browns and saying this team's really not that good? Yeah, exactly. Like I, that's another one where I'm like, you have to prove it. Like you had all these these great pieces supposedly, and I I understand Deshaun Watson only played what four games last year. Oh, eight games. games. Nine. Eight games. He played yeah. that many. Yeah, I believe I believe he came in halfway through the season. I don't really oh. pay attention to Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I try to avoid that as much as possible. Too much. No, no, he played six games. So you were right. Six games. Um, split the difference. Um Yeah, yeah. But he did not look good in any of the game. Like, especially that that last that season finale against in, in Pittsburgh. That was, he did not look very good at all. Um nope. I was not in, impressed by him in any sense. Like th- that's one where they've got to prove it. And so just to it's not just the fact that they are ahead of the Steelers in this. It, they are so significantly like that's yes. a wide margin. For, wide. I, I don't understand that at all. I, no. I really don't No, You're looking at that and going like, if you're just like taking a guess, the Browns are finishing nine and seven and the Steelers are like, you know, five and 12, five and 11, I guess not five and 12 It'd be five and 12. Like that's the gap. Five fifty is a huge gap between what is it? Three fifty. 
there's just, you know, you can't like, that's just, it doesn't make sense. Like the Steelers looking at the Steelers and what they did this off season and what they did at the end of last year and saying, Oh, well, you know, the Browns stunk, but we expect them to get better. But the Raven are the Steelers. They finished strong, but we expect them to be worse on top of having a much easier strength of schedule this season. I mean, like in my look at, I would not take the bet and say that they're going to win the AFC North. But if there was an opportunity to say they're not going to finish last, if there's some bet there, I would hammer that thing is with as much money as I could possibly safely put down on that bet because there's just no way. Like there's no, there's just no way. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season ever. I don't expect it to be this season. And I can't say the same about the Cleveland Browns. Like the Browns have not shown me anything that said, oh, this team's going to get so much better. Like, no, if Deshaun Watson stinks, which he stunk last year, that team's done. Like it's, and it's done for a long time. Like it's a catastrophic loss to miss on the Deshaun Watson trade and what he could bring to the table. Because now you not only have zero money left for the next, what, six years, you don't have a quarterback and you got to figure that one out too. Like it just, nope, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Like the guy, you know, you know, seven touchdowns to five interceptions. That was Deshaun Watson's. Well, it's not like they added any, it's not like they added any incredible weapons or any, like they added a bunch of rookies who are going to be solid backups for them, but like they are not, they didn't get the kind of injection of talent. I feel like the Steelers did on top of a team that already finished strong. And because Mitch was still starting the first time the Bengal, the, these two teams played last year. Right. Yeah. Even that was still a one possession game. And then season. But it was Mitch versus Jacoby Brissett. I get that. But like, in my opinion, the Browns got worse. Like the Browns were good uh, week. What was that? Week three. The Browns were good Mm -hmm. in week three. They, by the time week, what we come in week eight, week nine or whatever, they were Mm -hmm. awful. They were so yeah. they were so bad, and they just progressively got worse. And you know, I just I don't know. They signed they signed Dalvin Tomlinson. I'll give him that one. Um, okay, Juan Thornhill, I guess. Cool. That's you know. Didn't they lose? They lost Kareem Hunt too, right? They lost. Well, Kareem Hunt's still on the market. I don't think he's signed anywhere, but I don't think he's coming back. They don't have Jadavion Clowney again. They lost Jadavion Clowney. You know, they signed Mike Ford, Ma- Matthew Adams. Don't even know who that is. Oh, they did get Elijah Moore. That's a pretty good one. We'll give you. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you Elijah Moore. But I still don't think that moves. You know, it's not even about the weapons. Like I thought he had weapons last year. Why? What, yeah. what was what was wrong with the, what was wrong with Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples Jones? Yeah. Nothing in my opinion. You know, plus David Njoku was coming up. You have two of the best. You have the best running game in football. Like I just. You know, the pieces were there, man. If you couldn't do yeah. it last year, what's going to what's going to change this year? Meanwhile, the Steelers, like you said, they got better. So I don't know. Again, I don't think they win the North. I don't know. I don't think so at all. But I uh, but they they're certainly better than the Browns and they have a chance to be better than the Ravens, I think. Yes, 100 percent. 100 percent agree. I don't think the Ravens. I think the Ravens are a giant mystery. I don't look at them like Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, is a Super Bowl worthy quarterback. Like, I think this dude could do everything that you expect him to do, but you don't know what his health is going to be. You don't know what the new offensive coordinator is going to be. And I'm not going to sit here and say Odell Beckham Jr. is going to play 17 games or play them at a level where you're like, this guy is the wide receiver one. Yeah. So just nope, nope. Needle wasn't moved. 
at all. Plus, that defense got worse, and they're probably going to get rid of Patrick Queen at some point this summer as well. So, nope, just no. The AFC North got worse, and this Pittsburgh Steelers got better. The Cincinnati Bengals got better too. I will give you that. Like yeah. you know, Orlando Brown's a huge pickup, but I just you know not no bad odds. Real, real. Yeah. Some of the worst odds I've seen, if we're being honest, for the Pittsburgh Steelers this offseason. And it is just annoying that you can't, like, I can't bet on that and be like, oh, I can get some value off of that. It's just like they got to win the North. Yeah, they have know? to win the but North, which is just going to be better than I can't bet on, oh, Steelers to finish in third or second. or That would be awesome because, yeah. but even then, like, you're taking a risk. Like, I would, I mean, I'd probably go second over third, maybe, mm-hmm. but. I'd like if it was just like do the Steelers finish with a better record than the Browns? Yes, like yeah. <laughs> like just yes or no? Yes, and now whatever those odds are, I'll take them if they're negative. Hammering it, you know, yeah. like and I, this I don't know what the Browns over under is, but I would imagine it's right there with the Steelers, and I would take the under because I don't think the Browns are walking away from the season as a promising football team. I think, Absolutely, I think they enter the uh, panic territory once again, and the life cycle of the Browns and their fans. Sorry for him. I was gonna say familiar spot. Familiar spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, the NFL life cycle is a is a constant, and the Browns are unfortunately part of that. So, this is what it is. With that, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash All Steelers Talk, and find us anywhere you get your podcasts. And check out all of mine and Stephen's work at AllSteelers.com and InsideThePanthers.com. Make sure uh, you guys are keeping up with us on social media and on All Steelers. For all the schedule updates, predictions, and rumors that drop over the next 24 to 48 hours, appreciate you. Have a beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.